Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. In our never-ending I Work For Him desire to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways that will challenge the way you think about your faith and work, today, we're throwing out a challenge to every major city across the nation to reproduce what we've been doing in Tampa Bay for 44 years. We're talking today about the Tampa Bay Mayor's Prayer Breakfast, and we've got Keith Brickell and Bill Martin in studio today to talk to us about this fantastic upcoming event happening on May the 12th, 2015. Gentlemen, it says in Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and earth. He won that on the cross. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We've heard this before. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That's what the Mayor's Prayer Breakfast is all about. It's about making disciples, about reaching people for Jesus Christ. Gentlemen, welcome back to the I Work For Him show. Jim, thank you so much. I love your intro. I want to bottle that up and broadcast it everywhere. Can we get a snippet of that and just put it? I want to put it on my Facebook, Twitter. I love that introduction. We could do it. We've got it on on iTunes podcast. Will be downloaded. I can edit that for you. If you send me an email after the show, I can edit it and send it to you. Well, and here's why. I know that with our group, with with the breakfast and CBMC, that is kind of our motto for 2015: is make Jesus big. 
wherever you are is just make Jesus big. And that motto just goes perfectly with what we're trying to do. So thank you for having us on. Well, that's what we're doing. And Bill, before we get, we're going to, we're going to get in the mayor's prayer breakfast in a second, but Bill, this event, this will be your 44th event. No, actually, if you did it in 71, this is your 45th event. This year's 44. No, it's, yeah. it is the 44th event. If it started 71, 72, 73, 74, 75, I'm I telling think, you, I think it's 45. I think there was a year we there may have missed it or something, but this is this is not Ah, during the Carter years, a recession, right? <laughs> right. We're not the accounting part of this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, guys, here's what I want to hear from you. Before we start talking about this incredible event coming up on May the 12th, 2015, at the Tampa Convention Center, before we talk about that, it starts at 630, before we get into that and we talk about Pat Williams speaking. Before we get into all of that, I want to hear, how is Jesus making an impact on your life today? Bill? Who? Uh, you said Bill the questions ahead of time, I, didn't I you? I know, but you're hitting me right in the middle of my chest right now. My wife passed away 15 months ago and uh, of cancer, and we had a 50-year marriage, and uh, the Lord has just carried me ever since then, and mm. uh, uh, 15 months passed by so quickly. He's uh, blessed me with a loving family, and uh, I have a new friend that uh, uh, is special in my life right now. She's listening to this uh, station, as a matter of fact, but I, I have been, I've been so blessed, and uh, uh, this breakfast has been a huge part of my life uh, for the last 32 years, even though I attended some of the very first ones. I attended the first breakfast as a non-believer on three or four occasions. And uh, God came into my life in 1982, and he's been working with me ever since, trying to help me share uh, share the faith that he's given to me uh, to other people that are suffering. Mm. And that's what I'm about now. I'm a king's kid and trying to share the good news with other people. Mm, that's fantastic. Keith, what about you? How is Christ making an impact on your life today? So a few years ago, the Lord started to work on my heart about, okay, so I've been a Christian for a while. And uh, Dan Schock, who's on our committee, has this term about being... Local marketplace ambassador with CBMC. That's correct. Uh, our area directory has this term about being a spiritual reproducer. And uh, he's really challenged me with that term. What does it mean to be a spiritual reproducer? And I've been a Christian for a long time. And beginning of this year, I took a hard look at that. How could I be better at being a spiritual reproducer? And in January, I heard a guy named Walt Wiley speak. He's the former chaplain for the Atlanta Braves. And he gave an analogy that there's a lot of Christians out there that are great at the input part. Man, they're going to church all the time. I mean, they're there Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. They're there for every Bible study. And I'm for that. I'm into that, too. But they have input, but no output. You know, they're sucking it all oh, in. Man, they're, they're going to seminary. They're taking all the classes, but there's no output there. And so in my life, I've been letting the Lord just, I've been asking the Lord, Lord, put something in front of me where I can have output. Put put an opportunity, put an individual in front of me where I can have some output opportunities and be careful about when you ask for that, because the Lord will just prick your heart and convict you and tell you, go speak to that person. And I got to tell you, I we don't have time to share all the stories now, but the last couple of months, the Lord just put some people in front of me where I've had that output opportunity. And I've been asking the Lord for more and more of that. It will scare the pants off of you at times. But um, that's how the Lord's been working in my heart to have more and more output. Mm. And that's fantastic because really, that's really the message out to everybody. You know, I was meeting with my pastor today and, and just talking about the fact that the average church, when you ask them, hey, how many missionaries do you guys support? The average church will say, 
well, 50, 60, 5, 10, 5, or whatever. But the truth is, the average church send out everybody as a missionary. Right. We're all missionaries wherever we go each and every day. And But most people aren't either equipped or don't realize that their calling to their workplace, whatever it may be, is their calling. And, that, and that's the place where they need to bring Jesus. And, and we need to equip, the, equip those people, which is what we're talking about on the show. We're trying to say, okay, hey, your life matters in your workplace. You know, when I met you five, almost five years ago, Keith, you were representing an accounting firm as their marketing person. You were promoting them and, and you were kind of going, yeah, I just don't really know if that's what I really want to do. But that's where you were. Yeah. But God's done amazing things in your life since then. Right. I was trying to figure out, OK, I, I know I'm supposed to, I was just sharing this with someone. I'm 38 now. Holy not, smokes. Not, Gosh, that's really old, isn't it? Yeah, it's Bill? really old. Yeah. yeah. Bill was telling me how young we were. But so, you know, when I was 18, the Lord said, I want you to go to college. I want you to get a business degree. The Lord told me that. And but the Lord said, I, I want to equip you with these tools for a specific reason, because one day you're going to use these tools in for, for ministry, your business tools. And I didn't get that at the time. I remember saying, Lord, don't you, if you want me to do that, don't you want me to be a pastor or a missionary or get a Bible degree? And the Lord said, no, I want you to study business because one day you're going to use these tools to serve me. And now we've come, it's taken some time, but now I can see how that's come full circle. Um, being chairman of the mayor's prayer breakfast, being involved in the CBMC ministry. I couldn't be involved in these if I wasn't a business person. And, and how the Lord is using these things. And it's coming full circle now. Well, and really you said cool. it took time, but you're 38. Moses was 40. He had 40 years of schooling. Then he had 40 years of God schooling. He was 80 before he got yeah. his first job. So you're way ahead of the game. Well, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> but I think a lot of us need to get and in the game. And he was over 100 before he had his first, first child. child. Right. <laughs> think about that. Yeah. Yeah, that just messes with your head, doesn't it? It does. Okay. All right. So, listen, we're here to talk about the mayor's Tampa Mayor's Prayer Breakfast. I always get that messed up. What's the website again, Keith? It is tampabayprayerbreakfast.com. tampabayprayerbreakfast.com. I got to make sure, make sure I make a note of that. Martha, make a note of that. Get that on a Facebook tonight. The Tampa Bay prayerbreakfast.com. All right. So, Bill, literally, you got to go to the first one 44 years ago. What, what was it like? I mean, how many people were there? Uh, gosh, 44 years ago, it's flown by in a heartbeat. And again, remember, I was a non-believer invited by a Christian friend of mine that hired me to go to work for him. And he started taking me to this breakfast as well as other meetings where a businessman would get up and share his faith. And it never had any impact on me. I, they would say, you know, if you prayed to accept Christ, raise your hand. Well, I sat there and I never responded uh, until uh, an event happened in my life where I owed two and a half million dollars and I couldn't pay it. I'd guaranteed them to the banks. I was depressed. I didn't know if I could go on living anymore. Matter of fact, I went over the Sunshine Skyway Bridge the morning that uh, the boat hit the bridge. I went over about six o'clock. The accident happened about eight or eight thirty. And it just wasn't my time. And uh, less than a year later, I attended a breakfast, and I heard it, and I had things going on in my life. And I just cried out to God and just said, listen, I can't do this anymore. God, I'm yours. Take me and change me. I, by faith, am going to believe that Jesus did this for me. And my life just all of a sudden changed. And, And I had gone, I think, to maybe three or four breakfasts 
over a 10 or 12 year period in the very beginning. And I, I was just so overwhelmed with the the businessmen that would take their time to share their faith and other men that would bring people that would never go to church with them. You couldn't even ask them, but they would come to a breakfast to hear another businessman share about his life. And uh, and I've been attending uh, as almost every breakfast since mm-hmm. then and uh, have committed my life to seeing this used to touch people that are lost, that don't know the truth about the gospel message. Well, and that's really it. It's the simple truth we're trying to get out there. And last year, you know, I've only gone, I think this last year was my third year. It may have only been my second year, but it seems like three. Uh, there was... There was almost a thousand people in that room at the Tampa Convention we, we, Center. It packed it out. Yeah, and that's that's not that's not us. I'm not bragging about us, but no, it was an amazing. This yeah. is this is not an event to raise money. This no. is an event to break even. That's what our goal is to break even for the event. It'd be nice to put a little bit of money away, but you never know. Yeah. But this event to break even. We have a thousand people. We last year we gave away a thousand Bibles. We gave away a thousand books, uh, Dungy books. Yep. Uh, and everybody get to hear Tony Dungy. We had almost a hundred people make commitments to Christ. And about 150 of them recommitted their lives to Christ. Wasn't it something like that, Correct. those numbers? 93 people prayed with Tony Dungy to receive Christ. 153 uh, rededications to Christ. Not that we're being specific. Right, not that we're being specific. Um, but uh, we follow up with all those people. We call them. We email them. We get in touch with as many as possible. We try to plug them into a local CBMC Bible study discipleship group or a local church or something. And I, again, I could sit here for an hour and tell you about all the stories of people from just last year's breakfast alone that have gotten plugged in to something people I've talked to and been able to get them plugged in and how they've grown in the last year or over the years. Bill's story is just one of hundreds over the last 40 years of people that have been changed. Really? Thousands. Thousands. I I would imagine the number is in the thousands. Thousands. So, Bill, how many, do you remember about how many people were at that first breakfast? Was it it 20 or 30 people? Uh, No, I think it was a few hundred. In the very beginning, we had the Tampa Chamber of Commerce that would uh, allow us to send a letter out to the membership. And they had maybe eight or 9,000 members in the early 70s. So it was a pretty big organization. And that's where the nucleus of people would come from. So naturally, coming through something that was not involved with churches, uh, you had a big crowd that, sure. uh, that never, never went to church. No, and, and I know that there's not a lot of chamber involvement, but you know, you were reaching out. Did you have any luck reaching out to the Tampa Greater Tampa Chamber? We, we did. We met with them last week and uh, just had a wonderful time of fellowship with with, uh, with Bob, Bob Rorlock is fantastic. He's on the air here next week. Great. He and his wife, fantastic guy. Mm-hmm. And the Greater Tampa Chamber is a great chamber. We've got a lot of great chambers that are really coming around in, mm-hmm. in Tampa Bay. St. Pete Chamber is coming around. We've got the Christian Chamber of Commerce. We've got Central Pinellas mm-hmm. Chamber. I mean, you got a lot of them that are really, well, because business is actually getting better. The, the chambers right. are growing. Right. And there's a lot of Christ followers involved in all of those chambers, which mm-hmm. is really cool. So, Bill, as a ambassador for this pre- breakfast for how many years? Thirty said thirty plus years. Mm-hmm. How many men and women have you been able to invite that have come to Christ over those years? Uh, me personally, yeah, yeah. You, you drug uh, people along with you? Uh, yeah, maybe twenty five or thirty people over the years. That's maybe fantastic. One a year. Uh, would come. I usually have a table of eight people, and one or two people would come, and they wouldn't always respond like I didn't. But eventually, they keep coming back, coming mm-hmm. back, and getting the message. And then we have to remember that we don't do this. 
God does it. God's right. trying mm-hmm. to reach everybody. And this is all about a personal relationship with a God that loves us very, very much. And uh, it's, it's just so critical that people hear what he did for us. Well, and so often people need to get to the end of their rope, like you got to the end yep. of your rope, yep. and then they realize, huh, I've got all this sin issue. I've got all these things going on in my life. I am out of hope within myself. Oh, God's holding his rope out the whole time. Hmm, just waiting for me to grab on. And then it's a ride for your life. I mean, when you get a, grab on a God's rope, all of a sudden you're like, wow, I wish I'd have grabbed on this a little earlier. Well, it's so exciting to know that you don't have to go through the struggles of life anymore alone. Right. He's with us all the time, giving us encouragement, picking us up and dusting us off and say, go out and get him again. You're a king's kid. You're going to do some wonderful things. All right. We're talking with Keith Brickell, chairman of the of the Tampa Bay Mayor's Prayer Breakfast on May the 12th, 2015. And Bill Martin, the most a veteran of the event, also standing by here. Bill was at the first event. Keith wasn't even born yet. <laughs> That's right. All right, so we're talking today about the Tampa Bay Mayor's Prayer, Bre- Prayer Breakfast, found online at tampabayprayerbreakfast.com, tampabayprayerbreakfast.com. Martha's got that on our Facebook page. I work for him. All right, so here's the challenge I want to throw down. Okay. We're, we're, we're throwing this down. How many other Mayor's Prayer Breakfasts are there across the nation? Do you know? There's got to be hundreds. I mean, you don't have any idea, do you? The exact. Why do you have a number? No, I don't have a number. Oh. This is your well, expertise. You asking. I thought it was. Oh, like I know. A it's not, I forgot to write it down for there, you. There, I, I can tell you this. It seems like most, almost every major or small, medium-sized city has one. St. Pete has one. Clearwater has one. You can find one almost anywhere. However, I will tell you this because being in leadership of this breakfast and on the board now for a while, I've researched a lot of prayer breakfasts, and I can tell you most are not like this one. I can absolutely tell you that. Yeah, well, we're shorting this a little bit because CBMC is an international organization, and most CBMC groups have a mayor's prayer breakfast or something that resembles it. Correct. Well, so how many cities are they in across the country? There's literally thousands of cities throughout the world that are doing something like what we're doing. So right. if you're in a town that doesn't have a mayor's prayer breakfast— or a prayer breakfast that's that encompasses bringing everybody in, regardless of denomination, just to hear a great speaker and hear the truth of the gospel in its simplicity. Then the challenge, the throwdown here, comes from Tampa, that's and right. I know I got listeners from Norway to Seattle, from Australia all the way over to Hawaii. You guys, I'm saying the truth. I've seen it's it. Good. I've seen. I've seen the list. All right, so that's where throwdown. Hey, it's time for our book highlight segment, brought to you by your favorite local Christian store, Karis Christian Books and Gifts. In fact, last. Year, didn't Karis Christian Books and Gifts? They they sponsored part of the. the they mayor. helped us tremendously, and they got us free of charge from a, a vendor and through the bookstore a very nice Bible. We presented the mayor at the breakfast, Fantastic. and he was so thankful. Boy, for that. that that lady that runs that bookstore, she is out of this world. She had his name put on the on the. Yes, uh, that's right. That was very nice. Karis Christian Books and Gifts been part of the Largo community for over twenty nine years, located in the center of First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks on Ulmerton Road in Largo. There are twenty four hundred square foot stores open to the public seven days a week. Check them out online at shopkaris.com. That's shop c h a r i s dot com. Be one of the first two callers into the studio line today, and we're going to give away a copy of the book Halftime. You've heard me highlight it before. Somebody donated 100 copies of Halftime to me over Christmas, and I want to give them away. This is a book all about 
helping you shift your paradigm from pursuing a lifetime of success, which really leaves you empty, to pursuing a life of significance in Christ in the workplace. You need to get a copy of this book. It's an easy read. It'll tear your life apart. It'll help you recognize what life's really all about. Call right now to the studio line, 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929. And remember, you need to read this book. Don't wait for the movie. All right, call now into the studio line, 855-265-2929. If you're trying to figure out how you can pursue a life of significance in Christ in the workplace, you got to get a copy of this book. It's for everybody, whether you're a business leader or an employee without any leadership skills. Every one of us should be looking at how can we treat our workplace as our mission field. Get a copy of the book now. We're giving away a couple of copies today of halftime. 855-265-2929. Bill and Keith, when we come back, I really want to take a look at the depth of what the program is going to look like on May the 12th. What's going to be encompassed, who the speaker is going to be, what time they uh, should call in, and how they can get involved in helping sponsor the breakfast. Can you help me out with that? Absolutely. All right. All right, gentlemen, we're talking. I've got Keith Brickell, chairman of the Tampa Bay Mayor's Prayer Breakfast, Bill Martin, the most elder statesman of the breakfast. He's gone to every one of them. He was there at the first one. He might have missed a few. He doesn't remember. <laughs> that's right. That's true. That's right. But but we're talking about this incredible event, which is really a wide-open outreach event. It is an event out there for everybody to bring their non-Christ-following friends into the breakfast to hear a great story to meet other people it's a great event keith i want you to go into the details but first i want to thank charles from tampa for being our first winner of the halftime book today charles will get that out in the mail to you tomorrow there's still one more copy to give away today if you're trying to figure out where am i in life have i been wasting my time pursuing significant or excuse me pursuing success instead of chasing significance get this book read it it's awesome. It's what changed my life, January 2004, and stopped me in my tracks and said, wow, I'm not wasting my time anymore pursuing success. I'm going to pursue a life of significance. It doesn't mean I haven't been successful. It just means I'm doing it for a different reason. Call into the studio line right now, 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929. Keith, what's this event all about? Okay. So if I talk too fast, slow me down, because I'm very, very passionate about this event. Nobody so. talks faster than me on this show. That's very true. <laughs> I've, I found someone who talks faster than me. So this event, in its 44th year, um, when you come to this event, um, it, it's fairly simple. This is not a fundraiser. This is not a political event. This is not even one of these multi-faith type of prayer breakfast type of things. This is come, have a breakfast. Uh, we have an MC, Al Rochelle from Bay News 9. Al Rochelle great, from great, Bay News great, 9. Great man of faith. Uh, he's a worship director here in the area and a, and a, a friend. Um, we have a couple things up, up front, and then we get right, right to our speaker. And well, we try- well, How about, for those of you interested in eating... The food is awesome. We have a buffet. We have a buffet. All you can eat buffet. An all you can eat buffet. You will not get a better breakfast. Put that on morning. by the Tampa Convention Center. That's it is, right. It's not like the hamburgers you get at the auto no. show. This no. is good food. This is great food. So we try to give you a good meal and then uh, come in and hear. Let you go back for seconds, too. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Last co- year, Dan shock ate all the seconds. <laughs> yeah. There was nothing left. No, there wasn't. He got in line. I was something about his wife being pregnant, and so he was eating for two or something like that. <laughs> and then, you know, at each 
each at each setting, uh, we we want you to come and, and receive something too. We'll give you a, a book by the speaker, a Bible, some other uh, goodies to take home with you. But then we want you to come and hear someone, um, probably someone that you are familiar with their name, and hear their life story, um, hear what has happened in their life, and hear most importantly, hear what God has done in their life. And I think at least since I've been coming to the breakfast and looking at the people that have come, all of them have had that God moment where God, they've had a pivotal God moment in their life where God and Jesus Christ has changed their life. Um, Tony Dungy talked about his Christ moment. Bobby Bowden talked about his. The other speakers we've had have talked about theirs. Pat Williams is coming. Now, Pat Williams right away may not ring a bell, but when I tell you who he is, you'll know who he is. Pat Williams is a basketball Hall of Famer, founder of the Orlando Magic. Uh, He's currently senior vice president of the Orlando Magic. I got to spend uh, some time with him just a couple weeks ago at his his office. Um, He uh, was former general manager of the 76ers back in the 80s, responsible for uh, Julius bringing Julius Irving into the league. A fascinating guy. Took the Magic to their two NBA Finals appearances. This guy, he is the real 19 kids and counting. He has 19 children. Well, the other people have 19 no, kids, too. This is the yeah, Duggars. Is, <laughs> they got 19 kids. I've seen them on TV. Well, Don't discount the Duggars. No, you, you think they're renting kids for that show no. or what? <laughs> All right, so Pat Williams, he's got 19 kids. He has, Seriously? He has 19 kids. How many of them are adopted? Do you know? Uh, well, I think four or five of them are his real children. And then... Not real children. I mean, just they're biological. Biological. I'm right. sorry. Not for, I'm not using if you were adopted, words. you wouldn't like that real children coming. His biological. Okay, biological. And uh, he shared this story with us uh, a couple weeks ago. He said, um, my wife wanted to get into adoption. And he said, I was against it. Here I am, an MBA executive big name that I am, you know, and busy day to day. My wife wants to start adopting. He said, I wanted nothing to do with it. And he said, so we start going on missions trips and we're visiting these orphanages. And he said, my heart breaks for these kids. So he said, before I know it, we're in, uh, we're in Romania and we're bringing home two kids here. We're in Brazil, and I bring three kids home from Brazil. We're in Korea, and I'm bringing home four more. And before, before you know it, we've got a, a home full of 19 children. And, uh, but it's a great story. Pat's in his 70s now. Uh, he's got 19 kids and 16 grandchildren. And he said, we had the time of our lives at Christmas. He said, a lot of them live here in Florida. <laughs> That's a lot of people. Yeah, he said, our house Christmas was budget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody gets an apple this year. That's right. <laughs> but uh, what God has done is uh, he's in remission from, uh, from cancer for uh, the last couple of years. And so he's had some deep, deep waters the last couple of years he's gone through. But what God has done in his life is amazing. He's written 35 or 40 books. He has a new book. How did you have time? How do you have time to write thirty-five or forty that's, books when you got nineteen kids? That's what I asked. His I, wife I is probably to write a letter. Yeah, I'm thinking his wife isn't happy with him because he was supposed to be helping with those kids when he's writing the books. But you know, let me share this about Pat. This is why we're having him. Um, he, he's a hall, basketball Hall of Famer. He has a he has. Who do he play with? He, he, it's a, all executive, all at the executive level. Oh, okay, so he's been a general manager. He founded the helped found the Orlando Magic. You said that already. He yes. Okay. Weren't you listening, Jeff? I was listening. I thought maybe he played as well. I'm not no. a big basketball guy because again, I grew up in Minnesota, where basketball is just a pastime. Exactly. Um, so he was the general manager for the 76ers back okay. back cool. in the 80s. Took them to the NBA Finals. They beat the Lakers, and he has a championship ring. And so we asked him, "Where's your championship ring? You know, what do you do with it?" And he said, "You know what? I haven't seen that ring in 30 years." He said, there are things that are just so much more important to me than that championship ring. He said, after I got it, he said, I wore that thing for about a month. 
But he said, I looked at it and I knew that was going to be a distraction to me in life. And he said, it's in some safe somewhere and I haven't looked at it in 30 years. There are just so many more things that are important to me in life than that ring. And well, I thought, wow. He had already figured out that it wasn't about him. It's about his faith and what God has done for him. That sounds like a pretty exciting speaker. Now, I, you've had some big speakers in the past. And, yes. and, yeah. and Pat's kind of a backdoor because not everybody knows him, but anybody that loves basketball is going to know about him. A lot of people in Florida here do. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he's an icon in Orlando for bringing basketball to Orlando. Um, if you're in corporate America, you'll know him because he is one of the top motivational speakers in corporate America. Hmm. Um, and uh, here in Florida, he's, you know, he's a little more known than maybe on the, the national scene. That's great, because that's where we live, in exactly. Florida. Exactly. So that event, this is, understand the, the concept, and I love the way Dan Schock always puts, this is the purpose of this event. This event is not a, a place for a thousand Christ followers to get together and, and sing Kumbaya and have breakfast. That's not what this event is. This event is for a hundred Christ followers to bring 900 pre-Christians to come and hear the gospel of Jesus Christ shared from a testimony of somebody that's got some notoriety. Jim, this is a slam dunk for you to help bring someone to Christ. This is a slam dunk. You know why? Because it's not intrusive. It's not, um, it, you're not preaching to someone. You're not, you're not even inviting them to church. I know how hard and intimidating it can be to invite someone to church. That's hard. Okay, but you know what you're doing? You're inviting someone to a breakfast. They don't even know what they're getting into. No, most people, they just want to network to meet other people for business purposes and say, listen, come have breakfast with me. They're going to have a great speaker. You'll enjoy it. And they will come and And they're going to hear some good stuff. Right. And you're going to sit at a table of 10 people and you're going to meet 10 people. And it's I mean, the people that are in that room are some of the real players in Tampa Bay, and then some of the people that nobody knows, and it's everybody throughout, and they're all in the same level playing field. They all need Jesus. Right. And let me tell you, when when we we talk to the speakers, even though we don't always have to, we talk to the speakers and say, you've got to give these people Jesus. And Bobby Bowden a couple years ago was so funny. When we told him what we needed him to do, he, he grabbed our arms. He's like, boys... You don't need to tell me what to do. I know what to do. You don't need to tell me what to do. <laughs> and he got up there. And he, and gave, he said, now give me 10. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's right. But, but it's funny how, you know, after the breakfast and after people eat and we get all the stuff done, when the speaker gets to talking about Jesus, man, it gets quiet in that room. Mm-hmm. And, and we give an invitation. And last year and the year before, in particular, the last two years, when it came time, for the prayer and invitation, it was quiet in that room, and you could sense the Holy Spirit working and the seriousness of the moment. And that's what we pray for: it's that moment when the speaker's giving Jesus and inviting people to, to accept Him. That's what it's about. And, and this event doesn't just pay for itself, because really, what what I know about being on the committee, and I know I've kind of taken a very big back seat to the committee this year, just offering airtime. But it, you know, you charge there's a there's a charge of thirty three bucks this year per ticket. Thirty five a ticket. Thirty five yeah. a ticket this year, and, and that just covers the meal that's not i mean i mean it doesn't cover you you still have you still have the books that need to be bought if we give away bibles there's still the room the (laughs) the audio visual guys Mm -hmm. which are they're very nice people do a good job but they're expensive right so this event so you actually sell sponsorships on the table on Correct. the tables. Right. And you sell sponsorships on the event. Why don't you talk about that? Right. So this is a break-even event. This is not a fundraiser, political event, nothing. Break-even. So it's $35 a ticket. I'm going to go out on a limb today. Okay. I haven't asked the committee this, but I'm going to go out on a limb today. I hope I don't get my hand slapped. 
for your list. <laughs> You're the chairman. I know, but hey, you know, Bill's backing you up. He, he looks totally backing you up for your for your listener. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell how we we do tickets and sponsorships. Okay. But for any listener out there today, and I'll do this on all three times I come on with you, all Jim. Right. If any listener out there would like to buy a ticket, I will give them an extra ticket if they will bring an unchurched, unsaved person with them. So instead of two tickets for seventy bucks, if they come, if they contact the station and want a ticket, I will give them two tickets for $35. So they can call into the studio line right now at 855-265-2929. Get their name. name. All right, we'll get their name, an email address, and a phone number. And then, so 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929, if you like the auctioneer style. Call in, get one ticket. Buy one will, ticket, get the second free. So they got, they're going to still have to pay the thirty-five bucks, but they'll they'll get a ticket free to give to a Christ follower to bring alongside of them, drive them to the breakfast, bring them, pay for the parking, and do the event. Correct. All right. So that's one way. And then, really, how this thing works is, um, you know, we do it through tables. A lot of Christian businessmen, like Bill, um, and other Christian businessmen and people throughout the area, will buy a table and try to fill it with as many people that need to hear the gospel. And a as table possible. is as cheap as three three hundred fifty bucks. Three hundred fifty dollars for t- for a table. And then okay. we we have other sponsorship table le- of ten. Table of ten. Table of ten. ten Thank tickets. you, Bill. And then we have um, other sponsorship levels uh, at, at various levels where you can you know get your get your name in various places of the convention center. We'll, we'll talk about those other sponsorships that are available because this is an opportunity to get in front of a thousand really a thousand influencers in Tampa Bay. What are those sponsorships that are available? So we have a thousand dollar sponsorship level okay. and then uh, that's our gold level and then we do have um, a platinum level at three thousand and then something new this year that we're doing. Titanium. The um, yeah, titanium. <laughs> you know what? I've been looking for a name other than just our book sponsor level. Maybe I will call it titanium. Titanium. But, Isn't that um, better than platinum? But I've been asking the Lord to bring and see the people that do this. Let me just focus. Prep, no prep, focus. Prep, you jumped up. You missed your thought. No, I'm, listen. I'm they're waiting to hear about this book sponsor yes. thing. So I've been asking the Lord to bring on a, um, a sponsor who understands our mission uh, to be our book sponsor. And okay. that'd be someone who would um, help us pay for some of the items like our Bibles and our books, um, and uh, that want to come on as a book sponsor. It's a slightly higher level. Maybe two business people would want to split the cost um, for the books and the materials. It's roughly five thousand dollars, but um, that's what we're looking for this year. And I've been asking the Lord to to bring us uh, some people who understand our mission. Of course, you would get multiple tables with that and a bunch of other things to help promote your your business. But um, that's our needs right now. All right, so are you guys going to give away Bibles this year, too? We're going to do that. American Bible Society came alongside last year. Some great stories of where those Bibles ended up. Uh, we sh- we'll be doing that again this year as well. well. Well, share. Bill, do you know any of those stories about where those Bibles ended up, or we got to always constantly uh, listen to Keith? I think Keith has got a great one about a young man that uh, he went to uh, see after the uh, prayer breakfast. You want to share that? Yeah, I, I will. Uh, r- real quick, there's a man that came to the breakfast last year. Um, he had cancer, and um, I knew he was coming. Met him at the breakfast, and um, his family had been trying to get him to church for years. And his family said that um, they called me ahead of time and said, this might be the last chance for him to hear the gospel. Would you pray with us? I said, sure. And so I saw in his decision card, going through the decision card after the breakfast, he checked the box that he prayed to receive Christ. So I gave him and his family a call after, and uh, I said, yes, he received Jesus Christ. And I said, well, I'd like to follow up with him. And start to disciple him and so about a week later he got very very ill and he and i had one discipleship session and it was in his hospital bed uh here in clearwater and when i walked into his room the bible that we handed out um was sitting on his bed 
And I walked in. He started to cry as I walked in. He's like, I can't believe you're here. And as we started to talk, uh, he said, uh, I said, have you been reading that Bible? And he said, I've had it ever since the prayer breakfast. I've been reading it. And uh, how the Lord used that little Bible is amazing. And here's the end of the story. We, we had a time together in that hospital room, and then he passed away just about a week later. But that was just the beginning of the story. Keith, you were in the middle of telling an incredible story, and, and Bill was egging you on a little bit about just making sure this got out here today on the show. This event is all about telling people, business people, about Jesus. Mm-hmm. This event is all about a thousand people coming, but a hundred of them being Christ followers and nine hundred of them being pre-Christians, pre-Christ followers, we present the gospel in a clear and simple fashion from somebody who's got a great story and a little bit of notoriety to go behind the story. Mm. So you were talking about this story. Just just go back a little bit on One of the Bibles went out to somebody who, was, who came to the event who didn't know Christ, and you followed up on it. Right. And so just to go back, when I was in his hospital room, I just wanted to make sure you know, he had assurance of his salvation. And he said, you know, he said... I didn't quite understand everything, but I understood this. He said, I knew, he said, I felt the presence of God and I knew I needed what he was talking about. And Jim, every day people were feeling that I, I need what that guy's talking about. And this, this gentleman, as he laid there frail, um, knowing that the end was coming, he said, I accepted Jesus Christ that morning. And we read some scripture together and uh, prayed together, cried together. And I left. And then it was about a week later, his brother-in-law called me, and his brother-in-law is the one who brought him to the breakfast. Cool. And his brother-in-law said, uh, Keith, I want to let you know that, um, I'm not going to use his name, but he said, he passed away this morning. And I just, I can't tell you what came over me. And I just started to weep. And he said he passed away this morning. But he said, I want to tell you, on behalf of our family, we've been trying to get him to church for years. But he said, if all the work, he said, I can't imagine the work that went into this prayer breakfast but if my brother-in-law was the only one who came to Jesus Christ, all your work was worth it. And he said, mm, we, cannot, that. we cannot thank you enough for what you guys have done. We cannot thank you enough. And so there are so many more people. And to think that we, were, we met this gentleman at his point of need two, three weeks before he died. That's, that's a heavy, heavy thought. And this whole, that whole thing has just it has changed my life and given me so much more of a burden for this event. All right, so TampaBayPrayerBreakfast.com. You're looking for table sponsors. One table, 350 bucks, 10 seats. You're willing to offer my listeners, buy one ticket, get the second one free, and it's for real. Breakfast included and a chance to bring a non-Christ-following friend to breakfast for Absolutely. 35 bucks. Uh, and also you've got the, uh, the, the well, you started with gold level. What happened to silver and bronze? Okay, <laughs> so you got you got the thousand dollar gold level, the uh, platinum level at three thousand bucks, and the book sponsor at five thousand bucks. That's correct. All right, so we're, we've got needs for all of those things. This event, break even event, Bill. Why have you stayed involved all these years in this breakfast? Well, we just talked about following up with people that indicate on a card that they've accepted Christ. And to me, going out and getting in front of these people and giving a chance to share how I experienced for the first time a life that God was going to fill that void that had always been there. And then being able to take these people through a beginning Bible study and mentor them and watch them to grow into reproducing believers, that's what ambassadors for Christ do. That's what a king's kid 
is all about. That happens to be the book that I read the day that I accepted Christ, How to Live Like a King's Kid. So all of you that are listening to this, all of us want to do this more. We want to touch people. We want them to accept the faith that Jesus did die for our sins. And he rose again. And he lives in the hearts and bodies and minds of everyone that trusts him as their Lord and Savior. And nobody who ever has met Jesus has ever been the same. Nobody in Scripture who ever met Jesus, they were never the same. And that's why we do what we do. Right. Because we want, so it's a huge impact. So we want you to get involved. TampaBayPrayerBreakfast.com. TampaBayPrayerBreakfast.com. You need to start thinking right now can I sponsor a table for 350 bucks and bring nine of my non Christ following friends there to hear the gospel shared from Pat Williams, who's got an incredible story? How come they didn't do a TV show about him? That's a great question. <laughs> because his wife didn't give birth all 19 yeah, like the Duggars, I suppose. All right. So, Keith, any last words on this? Uh, just, just come. Put it on on your calendar and and just come and experience may the 12th 2015 6 30 in the morning is that when it starts breakfast is at 6 30 breakfast at 6 30 more at the tampa convention center yes there's no traffic on the howard franklin at 6 30 in the morning there isn't drive right into the convention center it's the best way to get into tampa that it is morning. that's what everyone that comes says all right gentlemen it's been a lot of fun we're coming to the end of another i work for him show and i'm sorry we've run out of that's time okay you Thanks, just gotta Jim. stop talking keith okay i will <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've talked many times about being a Christ follower on the show today. I want you to ask yourself this question. Are you a Christ follower? If you're not sure what that means and you want to hear the truth about the good news about Jesus, email me, jim at iworkforhim.com, jim at iwork, the number four, him.com. I am happy to share that story, my story with you so you can hear how Christ has made an impact on my life. You're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business, but ultimately, I work for him. 